All righty. How we doing? So it is September 8th. I'm not sure why. So last night, if you're like following or subscribed to this, you probably saw that I posted. And then it said September 8th yesterday because I messed up entirely. And I, uh, you know, said September 8th yesterday, which was the 7th. Um, I don't know why I thought it was the 8th yesterday. I thought it was the 9th all day today. I have no idea. Um, not sure exactly what I'm thinking, but, you know, uh, it could be, uh, you know, maybe I'm going insane slowly. Probably. That sounds about right to me. Um, I think it's just I'm anxious for my birthday, man. My birthday's on the 10th, so um, send me your birthday wishes and send me some cash. Cheers. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I think I'm just anxious for the weekend. I'm ready to be done with this week. This week has been so short. I felt so unproductive. And probably a lot of that is due to the fact that I'm just reading all these books. But I think another huge factor of it is me sleeping. And my sleeping's bad right now. Um, I just, I haven't been... I haven't been going to bed early enough and I haven't been falling asleep quick enough today. I literally sat in bed for 40 minutes whilst attempting to fall asleep to try to take a nap. That way I could, you know, stay out late tonight. Um, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. Uh, I have a buddy in town and, He's probably going to want to go out and do stuff. And I'll probably be convinced because I'm a degenerate and I have, you know, no willpower and I'm sleepy. So I, uh, you know, I'll be taken under the influence fairly easily. I can be corrupted. Not that difficult. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. I Falling asleep is so weird. dude. Like, how is that a problem that we face in society? You know what? Now I'm saying this out loud. I stopped taking cold showers. The reason being it's so hot that I take the hot showers to have the cooling effect of hot showers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google it or listen to listen to my podcast because I've talked about it before. But basically to keep it short. Um, your the surface of your skin heats up, and then as soon as you get out of the shower, it's like all the heat is released, and then your core body temperature plummets. So because it's been hot, I've been taking hot showers to get the cooling effect. But now that I'm thinking about it, the cold showers like give you a bunch of brain chemicals that are good good and that might be affecting my mood cravings and everything and the ability to fall asleep oh that's interesting you know like when you just say things out loud and that's what you needed for your brain to connect that's what this podcast is <laughs> it's just me talking and hopefully figuring my life out um and you just all get to be along for the ride which is good because, uh, you know, when I'm president one day, 
you will uh, be very pleased to know every detail about my life. Don't worry, I'm a good person. And I'm sharing it all openly. And that's like the rule. You can say you did crazy things. As long as you say them before you got caught, you're good to go. I mean, for example, look at Barack Obama. Dude, apparently, I, I don't have this confirmed, but apparently he did cocaine. Um, and he was president. So why not me with my degenerate podcast and my degenerate following? Which, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. My my episodes get five listens per episode. Pretty big numbers. Pretty big numbers. I'm kind of a god. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna slowly build the following. I'm going for uh for a two per week, and this is this is the third week. Actually, to be honest, no, that would be bad. That would be very bad if I was like doing this for a year and I only had like a hundred listeners. That would be bad. But whatever. I don't know. Or I guess I guess it would be. Oh, I don't know. I get five listens per episode. Doesn't mean I only have five listeners. Well, it kind of does, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, technically, uh, but technically it doesn't. And uh, I should shut up. But um, I love that voice. I did that voice earlier today when <laughs> I was like talking about a technicality and uh you talk in this nerd voice to really uh, put people in their place because, you know, you really want to tell them who the boss is. Yo, speaking of voices, though, so in my, uh, <laughs> this will be my uh, official audition request for uh, for Disney. I'm not sure if they've cast this character yet, but I'd really love to do the voice because in my head, I do it, like, it makes me crack up. So in the Percy Jackson series, if you haven't read it, Basically, Percy can talk to horses or horse-like creatures because Poseidon, the god of the sea, his dad, created horses from sea waves or sea foam or something like that, which is like a weird myth. But whatever, let's go with it, right? Um, and so he talks to this this Pegasus, right? And it's his name is Blackjack. Okay, and in my head, Blackjack has a thick, like, Long Island accent. <laughs> and he's, like, talking like this all the time. He's like, yo, boss. And I wish I had the book with me so I could read lines out of it for my audition process. But he's like, I, I, I just, I think it's so funny. So, Disney... Please allow me to voice Blackjack if you haven't cast the character yet. I'd really appreciate that as my first role in voice acting. Or maybe it won't be the first one. Maybe someone else will hire me before. But that would be a sick role, I think. It'd be super fun. Although, to be honest, I'd play any one of those characters. But I don't think I could get away. Like, I couldn't get away with playing any of the, any of the characters. Like, I don't look or sound like like none of them are me i'm reading i'm reading the second part of the series though so maybe or i guess not, not the second part of the series that well it's like a trilogy of pentologies like it's really weird there's 15 books that rick Rorden wrote 
And the first five is the best. And I just realized that finishing them. And I'm reading, I'm obviously reading Heroes of Olympus right now. But okay, I'll just I'll just complain about it a little bit. So my problem with with when he transitioned, right? Is so the first set of books is in first person. Which makes you fall in love with Percy as a character. Because it's first person. It's his story, right? And so when he transitions into the second set, he transitions into a third person limited perspective. Which uh, for you nerds that don't know, actually you wouldn't you if you're a nerd, you would know. So for you dummies that don't know, a third person limited perspective is the persp is a third person perspective, but it's limited to the inner thoughts of only one character. So an example of this just real quick would be like the Harry Potter series, I believe is in a first person limited because you're only the narrator only hears Harry's thoughts and Harry's thoughts are the only ones that are like known in a third person omniscient. It means that the narrator basically explains everyone's thoughts. But anyway, regardless of that, English crap that I still remember from class. See, I learned something from high school. Um, he transitions to the third person limited, which I guess is not really a transition because it is a separate series. But all like a lot of the characters are the same. And in the very beginning of, of The Lost Hero, none of the characters are the same. Uh, Gleason Hedge is mentioned. One character is mentioned in the very last book of the Percy Jackson series, but like it wouldn't be a name that you'd like catch unless you were a reader of both series beforehand. It's just not that significant. Um, and, and that's the very beginning. And then by the end of chapter two, you, you do meet some characters in the book that were in the last series. But that's part of my problem is you fall in love with Percy as a character. And then in The Lost Hero, the title character, Percy Jackson, is the lost hero, and he's not in the book. And it's supposed to be like the second like part of the series. And you're like, bro, where's this character that I just spent time falling in love with? And him being my hero and my role model for life. Which I was also thinking about the themes in the Percy Jackson series. Because now that I'm older and I've learned a little bit more, I, I look for these very key like thematic pieces. And Percy Jackson... The reason why I think the first series is the best is because it, it hits on all of like the fundamental archetypes of being a hero in that like Percy and, and I think it's just most specifically because it's about one person and it's in the first person. Whereas this other one is like it's all all seven uh heroes are essentially narrating at a certain point they're not narrating because the third person but like they'd have like the the limited perspective changes from chapter to chapter so basically in uh what was i saying 
Oh yeah, Percy's not even in his first book. Lame. Like, bruh. I want Percy. That's what makes you continue reading the series, though, because you're like, well, where's Percy? And they mention him again at the end of the book, and then that leads perfectly into the second book. The the this series flows really well, I think, book to book. I don't know. I, I just I love this series. I love this universe. Um I will I will rank rank the books now because uh I said I would do that when I was done with all of them. So I I I'm surprised I'm gonna do this. And when I say it's the worst one, it's still a great book and I like it a lot. And this is like my favorite like I said, I think the the original series is actually going to be my favorite over the second set, although I am reading the second set of series right now. And I have I have yet to actually read the the Trials of Apollo series, but maybe I'll read that after. Um so the the worst of those 5, the least good, I will say. I will rephrase because it is good. It is not bad at all to any metric. It is a great book. It's going to be Battle of the Labyrinth. Um, I remember loving that one as uh, a kid. And I was like, oh, that's like the best one. But I don't know why. It was just... Uh, there wasn't as much angst. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was because uh, Annabeth was leading the quest and not Percy, and Percy is the guy that we all want to be. Um, so I don't know. But that one, I think, is going to be the last. Now, I said earlier that I think the other ranking goes like in the first three. I think I said Sea of Monsters is the best, then Titan's Curse, then Lightning Thief. I... It's hard because I do you rank them in terms of where they are in the story of it all because it all connects. But I I, I got to analyze each book individually. And Last Olympian, I'm going to say, is the best. Because that one is just. You know what? Not even I can't, I don't even know if I could say that. Um. You know, yeah, no, it is the best because it it's it's thrilling the whole time. He's finally sixteen. It's what the whole thing has been led up to. It's it's hard to to isolate them. Last Olympian's gonna be the number one. Battle Labyrinth's gonna be number five. I know I'm doing this out of order. I'll do it in order again. I'm not even writing this down or anything. I don't care. I'm just spitballing. So I guess I guess in the middle it's going to be Sea of Monsters, Titan's Curse, Lightning Thief. I I think that's right. Although I will say um maybe Titan's Curse goes above Sea of Monsters. I I would debate those two. But I don't know. By the end of it, by Titan's Curse, 
and and really it's really only like mildly okay in last olympian because that's kind of the right time for this to be happening for percy and annabeth but like their dynamic as a couple throws the extra thing into it which you know you gotta be gotta be rooting for the for the protagonist to win the girl you know what i mean um and uh that's why that's why the last book is great because there's that whole angst so and titan's curse being the same reason because uh i don't i'm not even gonna say it it's just it's the same reason though if you've read the books then you know if you don't know the books then read the freaking books um because they're great they're great books even if they're meant for kids i don't care i don't care at all read them it's entertainment i'm not here to judge you shouldn't be either um all right so what was i going on before i ranked those okay so lost hero right so i explained that Percy's not in the book and yet he's the title character it goes to show you how great of a character that percy is he's basically a god even though he's not a god in the universe like he's a demigod but like he's an actual god he's just the best Great character. I gotta say, uh, you know, it, I don't know. He's just, just an awesome guy. Um, Rick Riordan is is a good good writer for that reason. My buddy who just like I he has the books, right? I'm borrowing them from him. He started reading after me. He was like, "Dude, you're grinding through these books. I haven't even finished the first one yet, and you finished the first five. And credit, I." finished the first one and started reading the second one like immediately and I gave the first one back to him right away and he was like started reading it and uh, I'm way ahead of him like I'm through the first five books and it's uh I don't know he, he said he wasn't like that great of a writer and I was like I mean I kind of get what you're saying but you got to understand, like, this is also a kid's series. Like, it, it can't be that complicated because it, it's for kids. Like, we're reading we're reading books that are meant for, like, sixth graders. My God. Like, it's also it's also the first series is narrated by a sixth grader, which means that it can't be that complicated or it wouldn't make sense. Like, at all. That might be a reason I actually do, like, uh, the second set of books better but I gotta say like right off the bat I'm just gonna say that Lost Hero is my least favorite of the second pentology I, I'll say that now I've already read these books on a multitude of times just so we're clear but I can just I it's just never been like my favorite book it's just all the characters that you fall in love with for the Percy Jackson series are not in it for the vast majority of the book. It's just these three randos that you're like, okay, which I, I, I get why in, in an isolated setting, that's why the book it well, sorry, in a, in a put together setting, that's why the book isn't great, but in an isolated setting, it's why it's kind of necessary for the book to be like that because it 
buys you into new characters. You're like, okay, like I like these characters and you learn to love them throughout the book. But after reading that first series, it's just kind of a bummer where you're like, where's everyone that I like? Huge bummer, dude. All right. Um, so speaking of writing, there's like three more things I want to talk about. Um, looks like I've been going for like 20 minutes on like that one thing. So whoops. Anyway. So. Speaking of writing, my writing course that I'm in, I had this random thought yesterday. I didn't say it yesterday because I knew I was running a little long. Um, I think I like keeping the time of this a half an hour. I think it's mostly good. Also, it takes a little bit of pressure off me to try to hit an hour. I just can't rant that long yet. And also, I'm just ranting, ranting about random stuff. So, um, yeah, half hour, I think, is good. But anyway, my writing course that I'm in. I had this thought yesterday where I was like, am I just, like, too advanced for this writing course? Which I gotta say was, like, the cockiest thing ever because I'm not a great writer. But I definitely thought it because I was like, this stuff sounds so basic, boring, and stupid, and I don't like this class. It's like my last gen ed. It's a requirement for me to graduate, so I have to take the stupid class. And I just think it's awful, and I don't like it, and I'd rather not be doing it. In the most brutal way possible. Um, So yeah, I just think it's it's lame and boring, and... I don't see what the point is. Um, it's a weird class because I feel like right now we're doing a whole lot of nothing. We're we're just like summarizing like articles about stuff that I just don't care about, and I'm like, like, well, okay, the last two that we did were were interesting. The first one is without, about flow state, which is a weird state of mind that people are like, I guess, theorizing about. Basically, this process, like when you're so involved in whatever activity that you're currently doing that the world kind of goes away and you're just focused in the present moment and whatever. Hippie dippy crap. Um, the second one, I forget what that was even about. These last two were actually interesting. The first one was about cancel culture and then this uh the second one was about the uh the pandemic and those were interesting because uh they're very topical right now which by the way there is no pandemic we're done i'm not wearing a mask very few people that i see ever are wearing a mask although i will say some people are and if you are wearing a mask I'll give you two guesses on where they stand politically, and the first one doesn't count, right? Brainwashed people that are unfortunately so controlled by the media that they think that wearing a mask is necessary, good, and is going to save them and others, when in reality, it's just not, okay? 
It's just not. Pandemic isn't real, bro. Let's just... It was real. I'm not denying that there was one. But now there's not one. Not in 22 in September. Not in 22, period, actually. Let me just think about this real quick. Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, it was done... It was done midway through the summer of 21 because that's when everyone could have gotten vaccinated if they wanted to. And obviously, there's going to be some stupid people that pull up this clip years later, okay? Obviously, people who are immunocompromised or something that can't get the vaccine didn't have the opportunity to protect themselves. I get it. That sucks. I'm not trying to be rude or uncaring or unsympathetic. But the reality of the situation is that we can't make rules for the exceptional. Okay. I was talking to somebody about this today. I was like, you like when I give broad rules, I like giving a lot of broad rules. I don't really care about logistics, which as a, as a person is potentially not the greatest thing. It's definitely an area of opportunity that I can improve on. But, you know, I just I just speak broadly. And when I say rules, I, I speak in terms of all. Okay? And a lot of people get triggered by that. Because they're like, um, no, there's like exceptions to the rule. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about the exceptional. If you need to point out the exceptional to me, that tells me that you're not exceptional. Okay? Because if you were exceptional, you would just do what you're saying. Okay? Like, for example, here's here's what I'm talking about, just so you can have a pretty articulate, clear example. I said in this writing course that that I was talking about, on like the, the first or second day of class, Like, oh, I find when I get up in the morning, I'm more productive and I do better stuff. And I think that that's definitely a thing that a lot of people do. Because when you get started in the morning, it gives you an early feeling of accomplishment. You do, even if it's something as simple as like going and taking a walk at like six in the morning, you do that, you're done by seven. And you're, you, I remember doing this like in, in state college and I walked around, no one was up. Now, granted, it was like a Saturday morning, so no one really needs to be up or should be up. But you get a kind of feeling of like, I'm better than all of you. I did something and you guys aren't even up yet. Like, I don't say that in an egotistical way. I just mean that in like an accomplishment way, dude. You just you do something, you feel good about it. And I explain this to this group that I'm talking to. And this kid's like talking about all this nonsense of like, um, yeah, no, but I think uh, you could be um, just as productive like at night, like if that's what suits you. And, you know, if you do that, like, you know, you could be just as productive. And I got to be honest, that's probably an argument that I would have made four or five years ago. Maybe not even that, maybe not even that long ago, maybe, maybe even it was like two or three. But Those are the exceptions to the rule. If you aren't productive now, 
and you make the claim that you could be productive by doing it at night, that means you should get up in the morning and do it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to incite change into your life if you want things to be better for you, okay? Like, the exceptional people are not the people that I'm talking about when I say that you become more productive if you get up early. It's not real. And I don't know. I was just explaining this to someone because I give out a lot of broad rules. And I don't know. It's a whole mess. Okay. Broad rules are not for the exceptional. If you're the guy that points out the exceptional, then you're an idiot. Because you are not the exception. And if you think you are, go be the exception and prove me wrong. But I got to say, you probably won't because you're not the exception. Cheers. And until you prove me as you, until you prove to me that you are the exception, you are part of the rule. That's definitely how it works. Cheers. Um. Anyway. Talking about the writing course being too easy. It's not too easy because I'm not a good writer. And, uh, well, okay. I don't think I'm a bad writer, but I'm certainly not a good writer. I think I'm probably about average. Um, so I don't know, but I'm kind of worried about this class because I feel like we're doing nothing right now and I feel like everything's going to just hit me like a train. But as I like look ahead, it's not that big of a deal. Like, there's nothing that's going to go wrong or anything. So I'm just like, okay, like, whatever. Let's make sure we don't die and like compulsively or something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll probably be okay. Well, it will be okay because I have to pass this class to graduate. And I am not just not going to graduate. Like, that would be just pathetic and embarrassing. Um, at, at the point I'm at right now, like, when all I need to do is pass. But lots of writing. I actually got a grade back on an assignment that I did today, which I got a 92 on a on an assignment. And he basically said I was using a little too much broad terms, um, which is okay. You know, like, I do that. It's flawing me. Point it out. What can I do other than acknowledge it and my best to mitigate it um that i speak too broadly just don't like specifics man when i was a young kid i used to be all about like uh technically like i definitely sounded like that as a little kid. i was like um um actually um uh, technically if you uh if you want to look at the clock in three hours it's uh it's uh tomorrow <laughs> and it's like no i hate you um but yeah i don't know so I'm going to end this with a widely controversial topic. And you can tell me if you think that I'm a horrible person for it. So Starburst is a great candy, first of all. That's not controversial. If you think that's controversial, you're wrong. Um, it's great candy. 
But I gotta say, this might be controversial, this first part. Uh, the Starburst minis are by far superior to the regular Starburst because they're not individually wrapped, bro. You can just go nuts eating these things. Obviously, they probably keep less long, but to be honest, do Starburst even really keep that well? I remember, dude, I ate Starburst for years, and they were all stale. And then I finally tasted a fresh one, and I was like, wait, what? They're soft? Yeah, dude, they're soft. They're soft. If you... I, if I just burst your bubble dream, I'm really sorry. Starbursts are supposed to be soft. Um, If you've only eaten stale ones, it's a bummer. But it's okay, because they're still delicious. They're still delicious stale. Still good stale. Now, obviously, I'm going to get into the controversial topic of ranking flavors. Okay? So... First, we'll go from the bottom, actually. Well, because actually, no, we'll go from the top because everybody knows what the top is, right? If if you say if you said red, you're wrong and and you should just stop eating. Star well, actually, no, keep eating Starburst and keep eating the red because no one like the Again, probably not no one. I don't like them. They're terrible. They're just the worst. Okay. They're bad. They're number four on my list, okay? They're actually the worst flavor, no cap. Number four is red. Red's at the bottom, okay? Number one is obviously pink, okay? Pink is the best. It's not even, like, really that close. Pink is the, the MVP. And then... Second is orange, because orange is like the best flavor, like across everything in terms of flavor. Like if you eat like like anything from like a Starburst to a Mike and Ike to a Skittle to this to that to the other thing, you know what you're getting with orange. All right. You're getting a reliable flavor every single time. I'm not sure why I'm talking in this accent, but I got to say. I think it drives my point in, okay? Orange is great, all right? Orange, number two, which obviously leaves yellow as number three. Um, Yellow is kind of the same as orange, but it's less good. Like, yellow, you know what you're getting almost anywhere. Unless you get, like, banana. Oh, dude. And we're not even counting the Starburst tropical flavors, but all of those are garbage. Just straight trash, dude. They're just garbage. Okay, here's a short story. Halloween one year, we got a bunch of Starburst, okay? And so my dad basically acts like a serial killer and opens up all of the, like, individual Starburst packs that are, like, like two Starburst in one thing, right? And they're all, like, still individually wrapped, but, like, every set of two. Like, the, the crappy little, like kid packs you get on Halloween, right? Rips them all open and dumps all of them into the same bowl, tropical and regular. And dude, when you eat a yellow Starburst expecting a lemon and you get a banana, bleh, bleh, bleh. terrible, dude. 
They're just so bad. Banana flavored everything. Bananas are bad. Bananas suck. Worst fruit of all time. Not even close. Nothing is even comparably as bad as a banana. I'm actually actively trying to think about a, a fruit worse than maybe a pear, because I think it has the same problem as a banana. Um, no, because like even like like, and I'm talking about a, a fruit that's like in its prime. Like if you want to compare like a ripe banana to like a bad blueberry, like, okay, sure. But like, we're talking ripe to ripe. No, banana's got to be the worst. It's got to be the worst. It's just, it's no good. It's just terrible, dude. Like bananas look like they should like be tough and, and hard, like an apple. Like you could bite into it and it would crisp, right? Same thing with a pear, by the way. But pears are soft too. Gross. Get them out of here. All just garbage, dude. I, I need a tough fruit. I need a fruit with some, like, some bite back. You know what I mean? That's the best kind of fruit. Grapes, obviously, like, not, you know, mushy grapes that are bad, but, like, grapes that are filled with water, right? Same thing with blueberries. Apples, great option, right? Those kinds of fruits. If it's squishy, it's not for me, bro. That's why cantaloupe's bad. Cantaloupe's not good. Cantaloupe, I feel like, is squishy a little bit. It just, it's not as firm as watermelon. Watermelon's my the best fruit, by the way. Like, it's not even close. Absolutely the number one fruit of all time. Undisputed goat of fruits is the watermelon. It's, it's the king. I thought about dressing up like a watermelon for Halloween this year, actually. That's how much I love watermelon. Um, I just want all of you to be aware that watermelon is the best fruit and it's not even close, okay? It's like the heaviest fruit, it's the biggest, it's the bulkiest, it's green, it's the best, but it's also red, it's got the juice. The best fruit of all time is the watermelon and I love it so much, dude, okay? And everything flavored like watermelon, it's all my favorite, Jolly Ranchers, I'm pretty sure the pink Starburst is watermelon flavored. Not positive of that. But if it is, it's the best. And if not, then it's it's still the best, but it's not as good as it could be. Um anything flavored watermelon is is the best. And I love it. And uh I just want everyone to be aware that watermelon is is the Tom Brady of fruits. For sure. It's not even close. Okay. Greatest of all time fruit. So um, with that, um, as a reminder, watermelon's the best fruit, and I love it. Um, S tier, for sure, it is. In fact, it gets like a double S tier. It's it's so good, it gets its own tier. It's in its own entity of how good it is as a fruit. Um, so anyway, regardless of all that, thanks for listening to my episode of S tier today. Um, on September 8th, I will see you tomorrow. Cheers.